0: Second episode of All In With Aqueous brought to you by Community Beer Works right here in Buffalo, New York. You can reach us on the web at allinwithaqueous.com and on Twitter at All In With AQ, and you can reach us for any suggestions or questions you would like asked in future episodes. I'm your host, Mike Memo Minio, here at Ryan Bress's studios in Buffalo, New York, and today I'm joined by the drummer of Aqueous, Rob Hawk. Rob, welcome to All In With Aqueous.
1: Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here.
0: Rob, it's a pleasure, and uh, we got a lot to talk about today. So let's start right at the beginning. Let's talk about how you got into drumming, maybe what some of your favorite bands were that you first started listening to, and let's talk about some of your early influences.
1: Um, To start off, uh, I started really before I could... I, I think before I could even knew what drums were. Like I was always... Hitting pots and pans, pulling my mom's pots and pans out of the out of the cupboard and just like banging on them um, I think that's kind of across the board with a lot of kids when they, like your parents realize like oh boy Like this kid's gonna be really rhythmic and make a lot of noise. So either we ner- like we encourage it or We try to like make him not do it until he's old enough to actually play and they luckily like they were really supportive And like be before I could almost even well, I guess around when I could walk I got one of those like little kids drum sets, the ones that just like fall apart within a couple days because the kid beats the hell out of it. But just like was enamored with it, and you know played until I couldn't play anymore, and then finally that thing fell apart. And then the next one, next year, I was probably about two or three. Um, same thing, got another one, and then just kind of like escalated from there, and. Like there were times when I would pull my mom's acoustic guitar out without her knowing and I would sit on it and or flip it over or sit on it and play it as if it were a drum because I liked how I liked how it sounded more as a drum than how it sounded as a guitar. So
0: your mom was a musician?
1: Uh she played guitar. Or, okay. Um I I think my parents are musical people. They just I don't know. They just never really like picked up instruments or you know they were up to something else where they just never Never got into being a musician, but like, you know, I, I've gone through my dad's old record collection and like he, he's obviously knows what he's doing. Like he, he likes, they like music. Like they definitely enjoy music. My mom's a good singer. Um, so that's where my, my voice probably comes from. Uh, my dad said he always wanted to be a bassist. So like, I think that's where my rhythm, rhythm comes from. So I think they just always wanted to, but never really do- like dove into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just doing other stuff. They met in an ice skating rink. And my dad was a Zamboni driver. So um, but I also played hockey growing up. So I kind of had, you know, just I, I think they were just really good influential people. Like they've always been really supportive of anything I've ever wanted to do. So shouts out to
0: them. They did a good job. Um, so your yeah. so influences and in how you got started.
1: Um, I got started. I mean, I, I think just hearing music as a little kid. I loved to dance and, you know, I love to just like play on stuff. Just had a lot of energy. Um, so I think a lot of that just, uh, it was kind of inherent and like, I would just hear music and I would like feel it. So, um, I think I was pretty much influenced by anything I would hear. Like I, there's videos of me like dancing to like Paula Abdul when I'm like six years old and just, just the most bizarre stuff. Uh, um, straight up, shout out. Yeah. Straight up, shout out to <laughs> Paula Abdul. Uh, <laughs> um, What else? Uh, I mean, I I remember hearing you know Rush in the car and like and this is like when I'm like five years old. I'm like, Mom, what is this? Like, what is this band? And she's like, Oh, it's it's Rush. I was like, Is is the singer a guy or a girl? (laughs) Uh, Like, I remember those specific questions in that specific order. And she's like, Believe it or not, that's a guy. And I was like, Well, this band's. I remember thinking like this band is really cool. I don't know. I don't understand what it is about them, but like it was the weird time signatures Mm -hmm. that were like really cool. That they were like able to. It was able to sound. Like it was normal, but still playing, you know, in a, like an eleven four, you know, some crazy time signature. Mm-hmm. So I, I I remember, you know, riding to school and hearing John Bonham play an Immigrant Song, and you know, hearing that, like the bass drum thing that he does, the do, 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 and like having to replicate it when I got home, like immediately I was like, I have to like try and figure out how to do this. So like bought the tape, had my parents buy me the tape. I was like, you have to buy me this tape, and then. Just proceeded to try and learn that, so I think it was always trying to hear the things that I was hearing, and then try to translate it to what I what I was hearing, and play it on you know play it on the kit. So that's kind of where my influences came from, and you know I've got as I got older, I started to get into jam bands. My gateway gateway band is as we were saying earlier was uh, Dave Matthews Band into the jam scene. And this is early '90s uh, Dave Matthews Band, not not. The, the 2000 stuff, so anybody who's saying, like, oh, Dave Matthews band, really? Like, No, check them out. Early stuff.
0: And Ca- Carter Beaufort and Carter is, Beaufort's yep.
1: drumming on pretty much anything is usually a masterpiece. I, I would specifically go to Dave Matthews band shows just so I could pretty much get a lesson in playing drums just by watching Carter. Huge um, fan. Great. And, you know, we're both, um, if anybody, you know, watched me play, I'd play open-handed. Um, and, you know, the the concept is to play with your hands open. As you'll see, no- players normally will play cross arm. Um, so you'll have your right arm playing the hi hat, but I play the hi hat with my left hand. So it opens up the whole kit um, for me to play differently. But I have always played that style. But I noticed that Carter Beaufort also did it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Somebody that plays like me." Mm-hmm. So I started to be able to relate to that stylistically, and you know, I, I you know developed a lot of like different funky like weird stuff, like because Carter does just amazing stuff on the kit, like he's just a musician on the kit, it's not that he plays drums, he, he plays music on the drum kit, so he he sets up, you know, the rest of the band to sound amazing and dynamic and all the things that you hear from him are they, they, it makes the band explosive and energetic and all the things that he does um, and, So did,
0: yeah. were you uh, did you play drums in high school, like for the actual band or?
1: Yeah um, we, it's, I think we had band starting in fifth grade growing up and that was like the thing I want. I was like, I have to be in band. That's mm-hmm. and like, you know, some other kids are like, why the hell would you want to be in band? And I was like, cause, cause band is sweet. Cause I get <laughs> to play drums in class and I, that's an easy A plus it's something I like to do. So I spent, you know, from fifth, fifth grade to senior high school, I spent, you know, doing orchestra, symphonic band um, and marching band when we entered high school. And that was, that was an experience all its own um the the drumline kids are pretty wild um so i'll just leave it at that nice <laughs> nice but you know it's it's a team it's a lot of fun
0: um and so from after high school you probably join a regular band, right so let's talk about kind of yeah. your path from high school to to aqueous. I think people would want to know about that um I played in a couple bands in high
1: school, and you know that was the typical like playing with your buddies and they're honestly the guys I played with now are like they're they're super talented doing their own thing you know everywhere else so um which is pretty cool um because you see that you know the people that love to do it you know you just keep doing it and then you know you end up just you doing it mm-hmm. I don't know what that meant <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know after that um, I kind of took a break from like playing in bands for a while um, probably for a couple of years I just didn't really want to do it um, and one day I like busted out my kit some guys were like hey let's jam um, and we ended up recording this session we called ourselves we just recorded one session and we were like let's just get together record just like do some jams together and it, I mean, I don't know what it would sound like now, but like we did like three tracks of just like these like really beautiful jams that were, I was just like, how the hell did this come out of us? And from then I was like, you know, maybe we should like play in a band. And then, you know, a couple months later, uh, one of the guys, Andy, Andy Kuss, he, uh, calls me up and he's like, Hey, do you want to play in a hip hop band? I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Like that would that would be totally. Why smart. is yeah, that let's, even a question? Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, well, the drummer can't show up tonight, and like, if you want to give it a shot, I mean, you might be able to take the gig if you want it. And uh ended up, it, it ended up being this like nine-piece hip-hop band with like full brass section, Um and, and like dude played a stand-up bass, like it, and it was like. It was really cool. I was like, "Oh, dude, I feel like Questlove right now. This is super (laughs) tight." Um, Had a had a great guy as the MC, uh, Lewis Rideout. Just like one of the best lyricists I've ever heard. Like really similar, really intelligent to like Common. um, Really just amazing rapper. Um, And we ended up playing together for like five years, and we like we would. Sell out shows in Oxford, Ohio, where miami university is we'd like have full bar we had like a residency where we played every single Tuesday night for like semesters and semesters and semesters do you so, have a, do you have a name uh Soundscape was the name of the book okay. um you might be able to find some youtube stuff okay. um, but that i mean th- those were a lot of a lot of fun shows okay. like, it, it, i don't know I think in a lot of that stuff we a lot of those songs we improved we would go into like twenty minute 25-minute jams of just, like, crazy, like, jazzy hip-hop grooves of, you know, all kinds of stuff. And we, we'd we cover, like, Rage Against the Machine, but we'd also do, um, we'd cover common songs. Like, we, I don't know, we just had, like, a really cool vibe about us because I think a lot of us were coming from different places. Sure. Uh, a couple guys were in the go- the gospel choir, or, like, played in the gospel band at uh, Miami University, and, like, they were stellar musicians, and they brought this just amazing vibe from gospel music, and they, like, taught me so much about, you know, how to groove, like, how to make that groove, like, make it really feel. Um, So, I mean, I think I learned a lot from being in that band, just playing with all these crazy music, and I don't think we even practiced. Like, I think we, because we just had to kill so much time while we were playing, we are like, well, let's just jam this out for, like half an hour, and people loved it. Like They were like, holy, holy shit, you got a jam band with a rapper? This is crazy. But I mean, I don't think I really ever considered us a jam band. We just like to just go deep into improv. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so after that, that band turned into... Um, it got smaller throughout the year. So from that 11-piece, 11 9, eleven, nine or 11-piece band, it ended up whittling down to like four guys. Yep. And that band eventually became a band called the Jive Turkeys. And we decided to just do some stripped-down, meter-style, just dirty, gritty funk and just did our best to sound like we were coming from, you know, the 60s, 70s funk and soul era. And i think we did a pretty good job <laughs> um I, we i don't know we got together one day and in about eight hours i think we recorded 10 or 11 songs so, something ridiculous like that and just busted out this album and it ended up getting picked up by p vine records in japan um let's see i forget what year it was it's was probably like 2009 or so um, and Pivine was responsible for bringing Parliament like all the heavy hitters from the 70s into Japan. So from there Are um, the basis from that band Terry Cole uh, who now runs coal mine records in uh, Loveland, Ohio? Um, he said, you know, why don't I just like start a record label like no I mean, it's so it, it was at that time when the industry was really changing um, and people were starting to make independent labels, and and a lot of like the Napster stuff was basically shutting down all these big,
0: right, big right, things. And sure.
1: you know, the only people that were getting onto those labels were top forty artists mm-hmm. or really anything. So there was no real market for anything we, we were doing. Right. And he's like, you know, what? why don't I why don't I start to do it? And he ended up starting a record label. We released everything on forty five record, um, and also CD and all the all the other media now. But uh, we started. Re- he started releasing everything on 45 record, and now there's a roster on on that thing on the label of like 20 bands or so. Like it. it like he it, he he did an amazing job of like making his vision come true, and like he's still he's still doing it, and it's awesome. It's amazing to watch the growth of that. Absolutely. So, like it's it's been fun to watch him like just grow what like he's always wanted to do, and the whole family like they've they've all been involved with it, and you know. It's pretty cool to watch.
0: Cool.
1: So how'd that end? So, um, it's not. Well, it didn't really end. Okay. Um, I, we still the the Jive Turkeys kind of started. Everybody from that band started to do their own thing. Um, everybody kind of lives in different parts of the country now. I don't think any of us live in the same state. Actually. Okay. Um, so that kind of disbanded. But I I actually go back and record with Terry at least once a year, um, if not twice a year, we try to get together as much as possible with both of our schedules being pretty crazy. Um, but we get together and we'll lay down some bass and drum tracks. He'll come at, he'll like send me ideas of, you know, here's the direction I want to go with this. And, you know, we've got a bunch of other projects that we've done with a handful of other drum, uh, a handful of other musicians from around the country that have released stuff with us. So like we, we just kind of go with other monikers, different names. Um, so I don't know. We have a bunch of projects that we work on, and when we get together, we excuse me. Uh, when we get together, we just write stuff, and then we're like, okay, well, we're going to call this project, you know, this now or or that now. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you, but yeah. <laughs> it's all a secret. But um, but it's a lot of fun to because it's it's a whole different style of music, also from you know going from aqueous to to playing you know these stripped down groove, yeah. um, just like funk, but not not necessarily like moving dynamically the same way a jam band would or not you know it it makes me like take a step back and look at how you do things and it it helps to play other styles of music sometimes um just because it makes you think about other stuff so you you end up you know other other influences come into your playing for your other bands or whatever but it's it's fun to you know go back and like just say all right I just need to like sit back and play the same thing for like 15 minutes which is usually what ends up happening cuz I'll start playing and he'll be like no too busy too busy and I'm like well that's not that busy okay 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 and I like bring it back a little bit more and he's like no still too busy and then I'll like start playing just like something that's it's it's still you know what he he's looking for but it's just very straight across just just a straight groove And a lot of people look for that. And young drummers out there take note because that's important if you're uh, recording or doing any of that stuff. Um, Being able to just hold down the same groove as long as you possibly can is a great exercise. Um, Because there's going to be people out there that want you to play the exact same thing for three minutes and 50 seconds or four minutes or two minutes, whatever it is, start practicing doing that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You give the the other members time to find what they want to do. Right. Right. You're you're the backbone of the whole thing. So the
1: backbone and the
0: canvas. Yep. Um, so. Cool. So does that, um, that takes you into aqueous pretty much jive turkeys? Um, from
1: the jive turkeys, there's, there's a lot of bands out there. (laughs) Um, from the jive turkeys i i, I always kind of wanted the jive turkeys did a couple live shows like not a ton um and everybody kind of like didn't really want to play out and uh and i always kind of wanted them to like somehow be a successful jam band or so i i like had like sure i don't know i just had this like weird idea of how it could like work or so, or something i have no idea but um it really wasn't everybody's vibe and I, you know I was kind of like well this is still what I'm into I'm into like the whole jam band like scene I'm into I'm into I'm into you know going to festivals and I think it would be fun if like we were all doing this or whatever but um I ended up meeting a bunch of guys um who were in a band called the Ski Tones and I ended up like hanging out with those guys and they were a like a live tronica jam tronica band and they were all from Cincinnati, um, and we all just- k- kind of started hanging out. I'm not sure how uh, I think we were all at a show one night, and they were like, "Hey, like we all know each other, blah blah mm-hmm. blah." And from there, we like all became really, really good friends, and I started like just hanging out with them, and like sometimes they would take me to like a festival with them, just throw me on their guest list, and we'd all hang out and they they disbanded um i'm not I can't remember why it doesn't really matter right um but um, from from that, the like one day, Cole from the Ski Tones, he gave me a call, and he was like, "Dude, do would you, do you want to like play drums in this project?" I think we were, like we we kind of all were like, "Yeah, we should do something together." Um, and then we you know started writing some stuff, and we kind of did like just a like a homegrown little little album together, and started playing shows the same basically the same night that we released the album so it played played out for a couple of years, and we i think we put out uh, i need to check this for reference how many i think it was like three or four albums but from two thousand three to two thousand and fifteen we put out three releases cool. um and it and it it's you know definitely not what you would hear with with aqueous um more like electronic stuff you'd hear like maybe lotus or um sound tribe or you yep. know the, the you know the livetronica scheme of yep. things um and i've always been an electronic music fan like i've always been into it i don't something just draws me to it um
0: probably all that dancing when you were young yeah yeah you very know?
1: much so Absolutely. but i think also that there's just such a pulse to it yep. and when you find that pulse you can kind of almost lose yourself
0: and it's that's the drummer in you yeah and beat. I mean like
1: yep. w- there's there's times when I'll be playing where you know you kind of just like lose yourself in it and it's almost like you're in the zone or you know yep. you 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 forget that you're it's not that you forget that you're playing but it's that you don't even have to think that you're right. playing so and that's when like it's almost like a true zen moment where you're just like holy cow this is then you come out of it because you're like holy cow what the what the how do, how do how am I feeling like this yep. it's pretty cool
0: so you got all this stuff going on with your other bands and you're doing your side projects. How, how does Aqueous fit in this? How did you hear about them and kind of lead us on how your journey ended up uh, moving you all the way out here to Buffalo? Um, Well, I first saw Aqueous in 2014,
1: um, kind of in just in passing, but like I, I wanted to check them out. Um, and they were playing at this festival called Paradise Festival, which our, the band Ethosign was also playing. So I was hanging out with the guys, and I was like, "Have you guys heard these guys or anything?" And I don't think any of us had. And I was like, "Well, let's check them out since they're like, you know, they're right here." So we checked them out, and I was like, "All right, these guys are these guys are sweet." Um, but at the same time, I was like, "I like what they're doing. Like dynamically, I'd love to play drums with them and like." see where our jams could go like i felt like they like were, we're bringing something i i liked like they were i was picking up what they were putting down um but i just remember like thinking to myself like if i i'd like to play play drums with these guys or whatever i, I don't i don't even know when what aspect but i just was like these guys are probably a lot of fun to play music with so ironically here we are
0: talking about that <laughs> so, so you saw them, and then all of a sudden, I'm assuming you saw the drummer search, right? Yeah, so like I a come couple years that.
1: later, and like I, I really hadn't even given it that much, given that that much thought, like I, 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 just in passing that yeah, one. Time, yeah, yeah, and I was just like, okay, well, those guys are sweet. Like, I'll probably see them again, like somewhere else, like without a doubt. Um, and then I didn't really hear anything. Uh, About anything like uh, about them or really anything. I don't think they really came to Cincinnati too often. So, like, we never really got an opportunity to like see them or like meet them or anything. Um, but one day I woke up and like checked my Facebook feed and there's this live for live music article and it's saying, you know, Aqueous is looking for another drummer. Um, and it was like all of my friends had shared it, like, every single person I knew had shared it. And, like, we're, like, tagging all their drummer friends, but, like, nobody had tagged me. (laughs) And I was like, huh, well, I'm going to check this out and, like, see if it's something I would like to do. Um, And at the time, I was working this, like, 9-to-5 office job, and it it was a nightmare, and I hated every minute of it. But, like, I wanted to try to make it work because I was like, well, I'm, like, I'm almost 30, 32. Like, maybe I should just, like, settle down and just, like, forget about the music thing. And that didn't really work. It, like it didn't settle well with me, and I was just kind of like going to work every day. I was just like, I just want to like not do this and just play. Yep. And I was just like, I just want to play music. Like that's all I like. I just finally got to a point where I was just like, I just want to play music, and that's all I really wanted to do. And um, so you see this post? Yeah. So I see this post, and all my friends are like tagging everybody else. I'm like, okay, well, let me check them out. I'm like, okay, I think I maybe I should like give it a shot. So I spent like a whole month writing an email like for the audition because they like requested that, you know, you write an email almost like a resume style right. type of type of thing, like tell us who you are, tell us what you're about. So I spent like a month at at this 9 to 5 job. Sorry guys. Uh, but I spent a month at like this 9 to 5 job like learning all the Aqueous songs and pretty much like taking notes on every single song I could listen to at my desk. And um it, it was it was pretty funny cuz I was just like working but not really working. Getting, pay, like, getting uh, yeah, paid to listen yeah, to Aquavis. Yeah, basically Kinda getting woke. paid to like, yeah, we like that. getting getting paid to do my research for another job. So, um that I, I I I ended up they ended up contacting me and they were like, "Would you be interested in, you know, getting together and doing an audition with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." come up, and I was like, okay, cool, like, let's let's do it, you know? I spent, I think I spent at least a month and a half, like, trying to learn the catalog. Like, I'd come home from work, and I'd head down to the studio that we were at, and I would just sit with the songs, I would play, like, an album a day, and I'd come home and listen to it on the way there, listen to it on the way back, and, you know, there was almost a point where I was just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I should do it, like, I don't know. And I had a buddy who was, like, coming to video record me, and I was like... The first time I was like, no, I don't think I should do it. Like I, I was like, I don't know. And then like, a, like a week later, I was like, I felt like something in the universe was like pulling me. It was like, dude, you have to go do this. Like, you, if you're, if you don't do this, you're making a huge mistake, and you should at least give it a shot. Like, if it doesn't work out, oh, doesn't wow. work no. out. Like, and you'd like at least you tried. So ended up auditioning with them and it ended up going really well. You yeah. did that here in Buffalo? Yeah, we did that up here in Buffalo at uh, Evans' house. Um well, in Lockport, so about right. 45 minutes north of Buffalo. Yep. So I was like, where do these guys practice? This isn't Buffalo. I just no, drove to. I kind of Buffalo. live out that way, so yeah. be careful. Yeah, I was like, holy cow, he's got, these guys are crazy. They practice out here all yep. the time. But it, it was almost like immediately like we hit it off. You know, the, like the night before I crashed at Mike's house and we had just got to talking excuse me and um and like we we kind of like had just like a really good convert like i hadn't had a good conversation with somebody i guess like in a long time where i like really related with somebody right and it was almost like i'd like i feel like i have known these guys for my whole life without knowing them so just walking into the scenario is like we were all it was like we were already friends so it, it was almost eerie it, it, in a way, because, like, you know, the, the feeling of, like, the universe saying, like, hey, go here. Go, you have to go. And at the same time, you know, like, meeting these people and, like, not knowing who they are and then meeting them and, like, being almost, like, instant best friends is really bizarre. Absolutely. So So, I mean, musically, it was just, like, we, the audition was so much fun and, and not stressful. And I feel like any other scenario, it would have been, like, I would have been nervous or... Right. I mean, like at first I was like, well, I don't, I wish I had, I, I think the thing I was nervous about was the songs weren't perfect enough. Like I didn't have them perfect enough Yeah, and, and I still don't. And I like, I had just like, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to, you know, I, I just don't like to make mistakes when it comes to playing and the, and the other guys are the same way. Like right. we'll hit one, somebody will hit a wrong note or I'll like play a fill wrong or like not even wrong, but it won't be the one that I wanted to play. And like, I'll be like, we'll, We'll, like, beat ourselves up over it. So we're always striving to, like, be perfect. So, like, I, I think that was, like... One... We, know, we don't us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was almost, like, I I was, like... I had them, like, 90% down. Like, yeah. any mistake was, like, so slight. Yep. And they were, like, dude, this is the first time we ever played together. Like, they are like, blown away because it's the first time we played together. I'm, like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't
0: know if I'm, like, playing these perfectly enough. So did you... So kind of walk us through, did you play solo or were they jamming with you or did you just play some of the songs? You kind of yeah. We paint that picture for us a little bit. We played, I think we played like 11 songs or something like that
1: Um, from the catalog. We just like, they had a list that they had sent me like an email previously. Like, Hey, these are some of the ones that we're definitely going to play because we want to see how you feel. And a lot of those were like the newer stuff. Like, uh, so you're jamming with them. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not just you. Right. Okay. So it was like, um, we played numbers and facts uh underlayer a lot of like the don't do it some like the newer i think we played don't do it i
0: can't quite remember okay
1: but uh we played we we played like a lot of the newer stuff but also like the old stuff so i think they wanted to see if if i could also go to the dire- like not just play you know the stuff from the past but also like how is the stuff in the you know, future yeah, going to sure. sound and like a, a, the stuff that we're currently writing that you know is are you going to be a good fit with where we want to go the direction that we want to go but like everything felt so natural and, you know, it was, it was so weird. It it was bizarre.
0: Mike says the same thing. Yeah. We talked about that. We talked yeah. about you a lot on the last yeah. episode.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I, <laughs> I paid him a lot of money <laughs> yeah. to talk that nicely good. about me. So,
0: so well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that everybody felt that. And, you know, I think that, you know, that kind of leads to another question is, you know, those, you know, we, we Mike, we talked about how close those three guys are mm-hmm. and then you're the outsider. I mean, so you kind of you know, you walked right into that. And, you know, those guys have been friends forever. And, and it seems like you just jumped right in and everybody's all on having a good time, right? It
1: it, it feels that way. Um, Obviously, like coming into a friendship that is like a, how, how many are like over 10 year
0: bond? Oh, way like, longer than that. Yeah. yeah
1: like it, it, it's an interesting scenario to come into, but it really it wasn't that difficult I feel like because it already felt like we knew each other right. like it, w- it was almost like we like Mike said in the previous previous podcast it was like almost like we were living parallel lives like you know uh, f- seven hours away and it was just that we just didn't know each other yet <laughs>
0: So it's been good. So you've so, I think you know we talked about uh, Mike and I talked a little bit about like, you know how that bond, how important it is. You know you're traveling with these guys, but I you know I also think you know from my experience with all different jam bands is you take those friendships, those personalities, and all that translate mm-hmm. on the stage.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because like I I pretty much grew up an only child. Like I had a half sister who was 16 years older than me, but like I always wanted a little brother. Like I always wanted a little brother. I was like I want somebody I can like play baseball with and like just like. Do all the shit that like everybody gets to with their brothers and sisters that I don't get to do because I was like an only child. So, I was, like, this looks like fun, like having a brother or sister or, wh- or whatever. And like now I've got like three brothers, like it feels like. So, like it, that's that's kind of how that bond feels. Like it's 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 pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, um, so let's talk about kind of what you've brought to the band so far. Can you talk about what you think your style has helped with the band and kind of what? You know what direction you've helped bring the band?
1: Um,
0: yeah. I I mean I I think I have a lot of influences. I I mean I
1: I would say I have a lot of different different influences. Um, we were talking earlier, and um, I was telling you about how I used to like spin records and like DJ a little bit. Um, and I I think I take a lot of that kind of DJ's approach to playing and jamming. Um, where. There, you know, you're you're letting things happen over a long period of time, and the, and you know, I was the, when I was spinning records, it was it wasn't really a dubstep era; it was more like a uh, like trance or like drum and bass, R- really kind of like long, um, draw not drawn out, but just like kind of long builds and and letting things segue smoothly and just like becoming bigger as they go dynamically. Um, so I, I feel like I kind of take take an approach a little bit differently, where I just let the I mean it's I just let things happen um and slowly build um and I think it helps dynamically it it paints a picture or I guess I let them paint a picture over the the canvas I guess um so that's kind of how I like to treat it as if you know I'm I'm just letting them you know do what they're going to do over it and I can bring up the intensity or bring down the intensity dynamically um and it's kind of bizarre because it's almost like and this kind of goes back to the audition it it feels like we've been playing together for a really long time. It's not just that we've known each other for a long time. It's like that we've – it feels like we've been playing together for a very, very long time. And there's stuff that, you know, we'll connect on sometimes. Like me and Mike will play the exact same thing, and we'll, like, both look at each other like, how did you do that? Like, how do you know? How do you know what I'm going to do next? Right. Or like, And the same thing with me and Evan. Like I we just will sometimes hit – a lot of the times we'll just be playing the same thing with, and it'll just be like, it's totally natural. Like same with me and Dave, like we'll just match up on things. And it's really, really strange. And I think we all just have this way of listening to each other. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially as a, everything, yeah, especially as a, a artist in the jam scene, you have to listen to each other. It's not always just about the notes that you're playing. It's also about the notes that you're not playing. And I think you the the more you can paint a picture and make it and and not put so much paint on it but make the paint that you have beautiful um I think that's kind of a good way to look at it you know it's it's not yeah I guess that's a pretty good analogy to I like
0: think. that we're going to call that a haukism right there that was a Haukism. hawkishism 101 that was very nice Thank you. um so let's actually that's kind of an interesting cuz I think um since you've joined um I think Evan has really stepped his game up uh, a lot. I've talked to him a little bit about it and I think he's just improving immensely. Yeah. Probably has, you know, obviously a lot to do with you. You guys have connected because you're the backbone of the band. So kind of talk about your relationship um on stage with Evan and kind of what you you think musically the two of you kind of do together. We have a lot of fun on stage. Like I, I
1: you'll you'll I don't know if anybody else catches it but like We'll like, look. we look at, it, at each other out of the corners of our eyes a lot. And, like, I can tell that, like, we're trying to figure out what each other's doing. So, like, there's times where he'll play something and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to play that. And, like, and I'll miss it and then I'll play it. But, like, he'll miss it. And then we're, like, trying to, like, figure out exactly what we're doing. And then, like, we'll finally, like, get it after, like, two tr- two or three tries. But, like, we're just, like, cracking up at each other the whole time for, like, uh, it's my no it's my fault it's totally yeah, my fault yeah. but like um i i i think evan's awesome like evan's a awesome bassist um and he's a lot of fun to play with because he i think he approaches this this he approaches the way the groove happens the same way i do and we are able to communicate that way and i and a lot of that communication is like bass drum to bass what's going on on the bass a lot of the time so like we you'll like kind of see us having a conversation on right, stage right. which is like Everything it's fun. It's and it's it's, it's so much fun to play yeah. with them because like we're we're constantly talking. Like we're all constantly talking. It's it's pretty cool.
0: Great, yeah. So you you're in the band? Let's talk of. I mean, how long now? Over a year? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking <gangling>. <laughs> <laughs> Um.
1: Yes. Oh, the uh, it's been. I think a year and six months or so. Okay. So just about a year and a half. Um, it'll be two years in March, March 31st.
0: kid, okay, man, It's went fast. Yeah.
1: yeah, very fast.
0: So let's talk about uh, maybe some of your favorite memories here. So you've, you've been in, and, you know, it's kind of what you wanted to do. You got your shot. You're in it. Yeah. It's going great. So what's the payoff? What are some of your favorite moments?
1: Honestly, every day is just – it's pretty cool. Like, every day is – to, to know that you're doing what you enjoy doing and, like, seeing that people are happy with what you're doing, like, it's, I don't know, that's, as an artist, that's, like, really all
0: you want, Um, you know. People not, doing podcasts and want to talk yeah, to you, could like, you imagine such no, a thing?
1: No, no, like, 15-year-old me would be like, who the <laughs> hell are you, like, and, like, what are you doing playing with the Humphreys guys next week, and like, what, what is all this, like, what? how, like and you know you just it just goes to show that you know you if you do what you love and are you passionate about it and you work hard at what you're passionate about you know, eventually it pays off. Eventually it pays off and it you know going for you know the cheap, um you know make something happen real quick and get out of college go get a job that's not always necessarily the the right thing path for everybody for yeah, sure you know everybody has their own path and I'm not saying that's the wrong path or you know everybody has their own path but I feel like when you follow what you're passionate about, that path becomes a lot easier. Um, you, the, obviously there's going to be struggles, but when you're passionate about what you're doing, the, the obstacles don't seem so difficult, right? Because you are doing something that you love. So every day is a pretty good one, but, um, how about a I show that, or I, I, maybe a jam I think that my, you, you were like, whoa, um, oops, that, uh, Jam wise, the uh, the Rochester Triangle is probably one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. We just got really deep, and I don't know. I really liked. I don't know. I I remember feeling it. Like I remember just like feeling that jam. Just like, just like yeah. This is this is a good one. This yeah. is this one. I'm glad this one's getting cut to tape. <laughs> yeah, that whole show was um, uh, was pretty crazy. Yeah, I I remember really really enjoying that jam, and I think my first like favorite experience. and I think I'll I'll never forget like. Are for my first summer camp um, because growing up I'd always wanted to go to summer camp and the lineup was just sick every year and I just never made it to summer camp. I don't know why I it was like working or yeah. whatever, whatever happened. I was just never there. And finally, like the opportunity came up where you know I was play I was playing with Aqueous and we were playing at summer camp and I was like, holy cow, this is all this is all real. Like I, I like it, it was one of those moments where you're like whoa, this, this is all happening. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't believe it. Cause you know, at that time I was starting to meet like people that, you know, I've, I was, I used to go to shows. Like I, I, you know, I met the dopapod guys and I'm still like awestruck and like, I'm yep. still straw, uh, starstruck by those guys. And I'm like, I like know them now. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know, like meeting, meeting people that you've always been impressed by and like, I don't know there's something about you know like now now it's like it, it's a family and like realizing that it's part of a family is just like the the coolest thing that you know everybody respects each other here
0: right and you know it's it's a really cool thing to be a part of i think you got a good dose of that with the twiddle open them for twiddle i mean yeah. those guys are huge and... and those
1: guys are really awesome people
0: You're right like i i i love those guys they are
1: yep. awesome yep. and you know they they were super nice to us on the road with them and it, it it's it's a lot easier when you're on the road with somebody and you guys can just hang out and you're having a good time like cracking jokes like hanging out together it it makes life a lot easier and it's not as stressful cuz you know the road is the road is hard enough yep. and you know it's mentally straining it's physically straining so like any moment that you get that's like a little bit of reality or like oh yeah this is the reason I do it like and you know people are happy like that's that's the fun part but yeah those guys are awesome
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's been good, man. Let's switch gears a little bit. I got a couple questions. We opened up here on Facebook, and some people wanted to ask you a couple different questions here, so we'll try to rattle off a couple here. So, a uh, good one here, I thought, was what's your favorite time signature, and you know, what type of jams do you think you like? You know, the Aqueous does the most.
1: Hmm. I don't necessarily. I don't know if I think I have a favorite time signature. I, I'm a four-four guy. Like I, I just like four-four. Um, and that's kind of how I I learned. I pretty much learned everything on kit in four four, and you've got guys like Nogle who can like play every single time signature. Like that guy is a, a monster. And I'm like because a lot of his influences are like early Rush or like all all of Rush and like a, a lot of that like crazy time signature stuff. And he is amazing at it. So I wanted to shout him out on that because I don't know. Oh, well, I don't stop. know I don't know how the hell he does it, but <laughs> um, I mean it. I, I'm a 4-4 four, four guy. I just like 4-4. Four, four. But, um, I mean, that doesn't stop us from exploring other stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just prefer it that way. It's a lot more fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to think as much. Yeah. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, what's what's the joke? Um, drummers can only count to four. So I guess I'm proving that pretty true.
0: <laughs> so um, do you have any favorite Aqueous songs? Mm uh definitely complex one that's a favorite uh um, when that was written uh i told mike that was my favorite thing he had written that's uh, and com- both complexes yep. like really. just a blast to play um
1: i like what we've been doing with uh eon don uh the eon yeah, ron, the yeah. the ron version um did you coin that name did i rem- did i hear that correctly yeah that was that was me okay. um I do the silly stuff. Yeah. If it's silly, it's generally we me. liked it. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, all these songs are. There's not a song that's not fun to play. Sure. Which was the other? That was the thing that really did draw me to Aqueous in the first place. I was like, okay, like when, even when I saw them, I was like, these songs look. I'll, they sound like they're a lot of fun to play, mm-hmm. and they are. They're like, I I enjoyed learning all these songs. I was like, okay, sweet. Like once I figured out how I wanted to play them, I was like, okay. This is a lot of fun because mm-hmm. dynamically you can take them so many places, right? Um, and they like to bring the they like to bring the hard stuff. So like anytime we get to do that, that's you get to time. hit the drums a little harder. Yeah, yeah. anytime yeah. I get to hit them a little harder, I don't really mind. Absolutely, so, yeah. It's uh, yeah. So I mean a lot of the stuff, and we have a lot of new stuff that we're writing. That is, I, I'm just happy to be part of the the writing process
0: because it's a little easier to learn the songs that way. But also, are you writing? Your parts? Are you helping to write the whole song, lyrics? What are, what's kind of your role? Um, usually, it's just drums and percussion. Okay, um, but also there's like
1: input along the way. Like maybe you should like cover, like not cover, but um, I think there was an example like a couple weeks ago when we were in the studio, or last week when we were in the studio. Dave was playing a line, and I was like, "Well, you should uh, maybe try." Also, in addition to that line, at the very end of this phrase. Go octave up on the piano and then have both of those lines playing over simultaneously just simple Mm -hmm. simple things like that and um, Usually, it's mostly like drums and percussion and just like figuring stuff out rhythmically and how good it's gonna sound Um, But yeah, I mean I I do all the all the drum parts
0: (laughs) Cool. so um, How about singing so you uh, you got that Scott Weiland voice, um, yeah, that big that big dog. Uh-huh. Um, so you like doing the singing? Um, you want to do more, or are you happy to just get your moment in the spotlight yeah. every once in a while? I I enjoy singing it, and basically anytime we sing
1: together, like I, I enjoy. I think I would. We're gonna start hopefully implementing a little bit of three part harmony into some stuff cool. and. Um, cause I do have like a, not a regular voice too. It's not, I don't, I don't, don't just, have to be I don't, yeah, I don't just do Scott Weiland Creed stuff. Um, but I, I have a normal voice too. Um, but I, I feel like the three of us sound pretty good together too. Like anything that we've like practiced or done, I'm like, Oh, this doesn't sound bad at all. Mm-hmm. So, cool. um, you'll probably start seeing a little bit more of that. And I mean, I, I enjoy it. Um, but usually when I when I like do do something like I'm like so cold and then I because like, my voice is cold because we were probably like halfway through a set when and then I'll like start singing so I'm like pretty nervous and then like usually like minute into the song I like start feeling a little bit better I'm like okay I I got this now right, I got right, this right. now and so. I don't know. It's usually like a. It's it's fun, but I think we're gonna start getting a little bit more serious into it. Yeah. Um. You know. Aside from like uh, that stuff is fun. Like doing Creed covers and STP covers. Like is awesome. Like that's totally sweet. Um. Uh, but also like just bringing also a serious aspect to it. Also because like I think musically I think we'll sound pretty pretty powerful with three part harmony. Absolutely. It's just another avenue you can
0: draw on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And I think it'll. I, I like the
1: idea of it for sure.
0: So, how about uh, you know we'll go along that lines? What was it like singing "Let's Dance" at Tom Ballroom up in front of that huge crowd? That had to be pretty awesome, huh? That was pretty cool.
1: That was pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, there was no way I could live up to Evan's performance the night before, though. There was absolutely nothing I could do. So um, that uh, like that was one of my, that going back to like one of my favorite moments evan doing the uh the uh NWA. crowd surfing nwa yeah. at town ballroom and just seeing the look on his face like i think there was one point where he like almost got dropped or he was like uh i'm crowd surfing right now yeah. it, it, there was just a it look, was, on, the, it the look on his face was absolutely priceless and i will never forget that it was pretty incredible yeah
0: um so. it was perfect it yeah. was amazing like just the yeah. way he dropped the mic he went he came <laughs> back like it was nothing yeah. and then it's like it was that was awesome yeah but I mean to go back to your question it, it was awesome like yeah. any
1: anytime we play in Buffalo like everybody everybody's so receptive and everybody's so welcoming like it's Like, everybody wants to, like, I don't know. There's something about this place that just loves this band. And it's it's very, very cool to see. Like, I don't see that everywhere. Right. And it's it's just.
0: Well, you're ours. Yeah. We've adopted you. (laughs) So you're a part of us now. Yeah, for sure. We don't have any good sports teams. We need a good band to (laughs) kind of help out a little bit. (laughs) So. been good let's talk about uh, a couple other questions here um so rumor this is completely off on a different subject but rumor is it that you can cook is I that is that a, a, is that a true rumor or uh that's a trumer that's a trumer that's okay. a true rumor all right
1: um yeah i i spent before i joined aqueous and kind of made this the full-time thing i i worked in food from i was about 15 years old till probably up until pretty much this year um, and I, I, you know, when I was 15, 16, I started washing dishes and then eventually moved my way up to like a saute cook. And from there I became like a kitchen manager and like worked all my way up to becoming an executive chef at a private school in Cincinnati. And it, I, I don't know, it just kind of became my career as I, I don't know, like ever, ever, it's always run parallel with being a musician too. So I don't know. I feel like the, the hours are pretty similar.
0: Have you cooked for the guys? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. A couple times. Uh, we did like a taco party a couple months ago. Oh, I love tacos. We all love tacos. So, um, I've cooked for Mike a couple of times when I, when I first like was up here, I was staying at Mike's pretty often, um, when I was commuting back and forth between Cincinnati and Buffalo. Um, so I'd like every once in a while I'd cook, cook for them. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're due for another dinner party though. Like we're we're definitely do. It's summertime. I need to bust out the grill for yeah. everybody. Nice. But yeah, I mean, I I love cooking. Like it's it's definitely something I'm passionate about. If I obviously if I wasn't like so interested in being a musician, I would probably be still back in the kitchen yeah, right. doing it. I I don't know. There's something about it. Um, it there's an art to it, and there's a there's something about the pride in it,
0: and therapeutic. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Just like drumming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can see the connection. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's nice to relax and eat.
0: <laughs> so, so this is my most important question here is, uh, do you own anything besides gym shorts? <laughs> Obviously not. I'm wearing
1: gym shorts right now. <laughs> yes, he has a green <laughs> pair of jean
0: shorts on uh, as we're talking. Um, like if you go to a wedding, do you like bust out like a nice pair of Nike gym shorts or uh, something?
1: Or? Funny story, we, we went to a friend's wedding a couple weekends ago, and... I was like, I don't have anything to wear except gym shorts. I'm just <laughs> totally screwed. Um, but I mean, usually if we're on the road or it's summertime or like I, I played, I definitely play in gym shorts usually because it's just a comfort thing. It yeah. keeps me a little bit colder because I I sweat a lot. I get really hot on stage, um, so usually that's that's my go-to style. Some some athletic shoes and a.
0: It's you don't change. Yeah. It'd be weird seeing you like yeah. a pair of khakis. Well, so. no,
1: that's usually the thing. People are like
0: what. Like I'll yeah. I'll be wearing like a button up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the hell are you? I don't even I don't even know who you are.
0: Nice. So um we'll get a little current here. So just kinda we got a lot going on with Aqueous. Um you just did a huge run out uh pretty far away down in Arkansas and then a pretty successful gig down in Chicago. So if you want to just kind of touch on those.
1: Yeah. Um Arkansas was actually really cool. Um I'd never been to Arkansas before and I really had no idea what what to expect, but it's like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, it, it was the most northernmost point, so we like drove like 18 hours to there, which was also crazy. We like, oh yeah, we had a long drive. We were originally gonna fly there, but it just made more sense for us to drive because we were going back to Chicago right for whatever reason. Um, so uh, the honestly, the people there that, that through the event were some of the nicest people that I've, like I've ever met, and they took such good care of us. Um, they had a pool for us to like hang out in, like just so inviting. And when, when you play somewhere that like, you feel that you're welcome and they like feed you well and like take care of you, make sure you're happy. It definitely comes out on stage. And you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, a happy musician is usually turns out to be a good show. And uh, all the people that ran that the, the Berry festival last weekend, like shouts out to them. Like they were super nice. Like I, I couldn't thank them enough. Like they were just super kind people and it was awesome. It was awesome to drive, you know, 18 hours and get somewhere that was like, Oh, just come on in and relax. Everything's fine. Thank like just, yeah. just like have a drink, just sit at the pool, enjoy yourself until you're set. And like, we'll take care of you. Don't, don't even worry about it. So like when, when stuff happens like that, it's like, you know, you forget about the fact that you just drove 18 hours and you're like, Oh, all right, cool. And there there was something about the grounds there. that just had a nice energy about it. It was just a all around good experience. So um then we left from there and drove an, like 11 hours up to Chicago. Um, and that was awesome cuz not only was it just like a, I love Chicago in general, but like it was pretty much the roster of, you know, a lot of people that we like a lot. Uh the Munyan guys, Turquoise, Motet, like just a a cool thing to be doing in general and like we've we've become really good friends with the munyan guys over the last it's basically since we met it was like friends at first sight i guess like when we first met and started playing together like oh how did we not meet you guys before you guys are so cool like like so anytime we get to hang out with those guys like any of those people like we're just really excited in general i I don't know so on top of that you know, having a great crowd and people that being really receptive. And I feel like Chicago just like gets us. I don't know what it is, but like they're, I, I think they like, I don't know. They seem to like what we do. And yeah, we've had some good crowds out and there. We lo- sure. And like, we love playing there. Like mm-hmm. there, cause people are into music there. Like that place gets it. like, they, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I love playing there. I so see. it was, it was a really good experience. Yeah. And a lot of people from, from, you know, our, our, management were there and a lot of like family friends were there and like just people that i hadn't seen in a couple years like personal friends that i hadn't seen in a couple years were there so um it was it was just awesome like just just to be there it was it was sweet
0: cool cool and coming up i mean holy cow tomorrow i mean we're recording here on thursday and you guys are leaving tonight and you're going to new york city play in Central Park with Humphrey McGee's yeah. and then you got those guys sitting in with you at, I don't, in a post-show. I don't believe it's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm like as,
1: I mean, I I was, as a young kid, I was an Umphrey's fan and I even did their, um their summer school thing where they like had, it was, it was basically yeah, like sure. um, Umphrey's McGee's yeah. rock and roll camp mm-hmm. and it was really cool because like, it, it wasn't just that they were like playing music and like talking about stuff but like, you learned about what how they approached not only the music side, but the business side and, you know, how to, how to treat people and, you know, just a lot of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of. And like the details that really go into being like a professional band and like those guys do it so damn well. And I, like, like I said, I just don't believe, like, I just don't believe tomorrow's happening. And just to, you know, I've been going, I've seen Humphreys, you know, probably fifty fifty 50 times or so. And to be able to like, share there's, a stage with those guys and it, it, it's you know and in
0: central park yeah open I, for
1: them i mean this is there's not words that can describe that feeling i don't think i i i haven't found any yeah. so it's aside from it, it's pretty damn cool like yeah. it's pretty cool
0: it's great so so i guess um, it's, an, it's an honor that's yeah, i mean that's, that's it's, it's, it's like truly an honor that's that's probably the best word. you guys have earned it though Thank so you. you know on a side note you guys work hard at what you do and yeah. I think other musicians and other bands see that, and everybody I talk to, they recognize that you you guys are doing it the right way. So you know, you have earned it. So
1: I mean, one show at a time. That's That's my that's my motto. At least I don't know
0: another haukism. Yeah, there's a
1: haukism right there. One show at a time. Just keep working.
0: So I guess one we'll kind of end on this. This is a little lighter hearted, but um, so you've uprooted from Cincinnati. You're here in Buffalo full time, correct? Yes. And talk about Buffalo a little bit, and you know how the adjustments been, and. You know what you like, and maybe what you miss in Cincinnati. Some of that stuff.
1: Um, I've had a, a very unique experience uh, in my first couple months in uh, in Buffalo. Like, I don't. I think it's it's the it must be the neighborhood that we moved into. But and which I'm, is which is where it's over in the west side. Of, okay, and it's pretty far west side of uh, Buffalo, and it's a really cool neighborhood because the diversity is amazing there. Like, there's a lot of great ethnic restaurants. Just it's it's a very cool neighborhood but there's a lot of just hairy stuff that happens in the neighborhood like for example the other day we had a a prostitute uh poop in our backyard um for money no oh, okay. no she was just doing it cuz she had to poop okay and um just very strange things like that um our neighbor the kids that live next door like they they i think they have like an illegal daycare or something is going on so these kids are just like running rampant like like the other day they were pulling off the rain gutter from our house and we're just like, where where did we move to um but i mean aside from that like i mean everything else has been pretty cool like we, i can't really complain too much but aside from you know it, it is it was a little bit difficult to uproot you know everything you know f- everything i knew for you know 30 years and start anew <laughs> yeah. um i mean it, it's an adjustment that you know it takes time um so other than, i mean it's been fun like we're exploring the city we're doing you know stuff got great food yeah food's good um the summer's beautiful like it was i think it like on july 4th normally in cincinnati it would be like Hundred five degrees or yeah. so, something crazy, and like and eighty percent awesome yeah. humidity, and it was like it was like eighty here and like perfectly sunny. So I don't yeah. know, the weather here in the summer is pretty amazing. So I'm just I'm I don't know, it's pretty good so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got adopted. I mean, you actually yeah. got to participate in a chicken wing eating contest. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's yeah, it that doesn't didn't, get more buffalo that than didn't, that. That
1: didn't go so hot.
0: Yeah, we won't mention the results <laughs> of
1: that. I um, mean, I would if the twiddle guys are listening to this I would like a rematch okay it it is on nice Rob's Rob's more assimilated here Uh, he's got technique yeah well my my flat technique is like is pretty good yeah I got a pretty good flat technique I got a pretty good drumstick drumstick technique nice Nice. like that that was a play on words I didn't even realize (laughs) until I said it
0: So that does it for our second episode of All In With Aqueous with Rob. Rob, hope you had a good time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've got a couple haukisms in there, and uh, it was a great time talking to you. We're very happy that you're a part of Aqueous, and you've done a great job uh, with the band. Same. Thank you. So again, uh, you can reach us at allinwithaqueous.com. You can hit me up on All In With AQ on Twitter, and we're on Facebook as well. So any questions or any advice or feedback you'd like to give us, we're happy to hear that. And again, thanks a lot for listening to All In with Aqueous.